Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is good to be in God's house with you this morning. This is the fourth Sunday of Lent. I hope you have uh, been journeying with Jesus throughout this time, uh, that it is uh, a time for us to walk humbly as we anticipate uh, walking through Holy Week, which will be here in just a few weeks. Uh, so we are kind of on the, the down, uh, downward path towards uh, the cross, and we just want to know that we are coming uh, to join and be there at the cross with Jesus as Jesus lifts us up on Easter. Uh, so we are glad that you are here with us this morning uh, to worship our Lord and Savior. Uh, there are some uh, several announcements in your bulletin. Uh, ask you to take note of those, uh, especially some things that are happening uh, tomorrow. You have the women of faith and the men of faith are having respective gatherings. Make note of that. Next Sunday, we will have a couple opportunities to fellowship together. First in the morning, uh, at 10 o'clock, we'll have our regular uh, fellowship time before worship uh, that we have once a month. And then that evening, we will be having uh, the family night, which is going to be game night with pizza, so that you can never go wrong there. So come on out. Uh, it'll give uh, uh, Suzanne and I an opportunity to maybe uh, put some more names and faces together as we continue trying to figure out how to do all of that. Uh, there's a lot to take in. I'm sure you uh, understand that from uh, many things that happen in your lives. Also note that uh, the, the Linton for VBS offering, uh, those envelopes are uh, available. Uh, and if you I want to make sure you help with uh, that donation. We would appreciate it, uh, and as well as the Jackson Area Ministries. Um, so be sure that you take note of all of the things that are listed here uh, so that we can continue to make sure that this church is vibrant and one that is uh, active within our communities. As we grow more in line with one another, we can be more uh, outreach to our community. Uh, so with that, please rise for the call to worship. Good morning. The call to worship. We gather together in the name of the one who invites us to follow. We gather together to hear the words of the one who is love. We gather together to sing praises of the one who teaches peace. Come, let us worship. Our opening hymn this morning is 152, I Sing the Almighty Power of God, or on the screens.
may be seated. And if you would join me in the opening prayer that's printed in our bulletin, let us pray. Holy God, one in grace, one in glory, one in love, you call us to love and serve you as people united united in heart, mind, spirit, and strength. Help us to love one another, loving in unity and peace, working together in your spirit for the good of all. Through Jesus Christ, our reconciler and redeemer. Amen. If the children want to come forward, I would love it. Okay. Are we are we turned on? Oh, I'm glad we've got some people up here. This is good. Because I've got what's what's in here do you think? Eggs. Yeah, eggs. These are resurrection eggs. <clears throat> We're talking about Easter, and the Easter story is about Christ's resurrection. Now, these are kind of special eggs here. Inside of each of these eggs is something about the Easter story. And I would like you each to take an egg and open it up, and then we'll talk about what's inside. You want to pass those out to the other side? Thank you. Okay. Who wants to go first? Let's start over here. Can you open your egg up? Oh, what's in there? It's a piece of leather because there were men that used leather straps on Christ when he was, just before he was crucified. Can you open yours? Oh, it's a cup. It's the cup that we use at communion. The Last Supper, Christ took that cup and said, drink, this is the blood, my blood shed for you. Oh, and you have the dice, because the men at the bottom of the cross threw dice to decide who would get Christ's clothes. Oh, and there's the spear, the spear that they stuck into his side when he was on the cross. And there's other stories in here, but this story is the best one. I'm going to let Pastor Jeff open it. Oh, it's empty. It's the tomb. The tomb is empty, so it has nothing in it. Isn't that a fun way to talk about Easter? And I'm going to give these eggs to these uh, Sunday school teachers so that you guys can finish the rest of the story. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these children and the families from which they come. Guide them, bless them, and let them be disciples for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you guys can put them back together and put them in my thing, and then you can have 
a treat. Thank you. Thank you for putting it back. And now we have now we have our prayer hymn which is 454 Open my eyes that I may see. Come to the Lord in our time of prayer. Each week we, we have things that happen in our lives, things that are revealed to us in our lives, things that we question, things that we feel like we have answers for, and those that we don't. This is why we come to prayer each and every day, to bring these concerns to our God in ways that uh, just shows us that we are concerned deep within our hearts be vulnerable before our Lord. So let us take just a moment of silence up front 
to just reflect on what this week may have been for you, and then I will pray with us all together. Gracious and merciful, almighty and loving God. We come to you this morning as we just were singing, asking for you to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts. To you so that we can silently reflect on what it is that you are asking of us. How we are to respond to the, to the ways that life presents itself to us. Lord, we ask that you would give us courage, courage to walk in your ways, be able to know that in the midst of it all, you are walking before us, behind us, beside us, above us, below us. You are ever-present, ever-knowing, and all-powerful. May we find our faith is strong in you, and we're able to walk with confidence. Lord, we ask that you would be with those within our community here, of our community of faith who are struggling with illness. Maybe it's a disease that seems to have little hope, but Lord, in you we can find hope. Be with those who are experiencing loss. Could be many different kinds of things that we consider to be lost. Help us to walk through those times. But we also are grateful for all that you are doing in our lives. The, the things that you bring and expose to us and show us where we can find the joy in this life that you've given us. Our true joy comes from you knowing that you are the one who created us. In your image. So Lord, help us to walk with this confidence that you place in us to share joy that is within, that it will have an impact on those around us. Lord, we are grateful that you have revealed yourself to us. Awaken us to your spirit and guide us each and every day. Join now with me in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Each week we are asked to respond to the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, knowing that there are so many different ways that the church can uh, respond to the needs of the community within and the community that is around us. Know that it is through the church 
through each and every one of us as we give back just a portion that the world will get to know who Jesus is. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Please join us in the prayer of dedication. Loving God, we give you thanks this day for rest in green pastures, for refreshment beside still waters, for health and wholeness for our souls. As we rejoice in your goodness and mercy, we offer you our gifts this day. Through our offering, may others be blessed as we have been blessed from your hand. 
Amen. Please remain standing for the gospel lesson. The gospel reading this morning comes from Luke, chapter 19, 37 through 44. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city. He wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes, the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Amen. You may be seated.
Well, we've been uh, working through this sermon series called Giving It Up for the past couple of weeks. Hopefully you have been um, walking along with understanding of giving up control and expectations. Um, but today we're going to move on. Uh, and today um, I just want to begin by saying for the past several years, uh, Suzanne and I have been going south uh, for a couple of weeks of vacation in February. Uh, we went to Myrtle Beach for a few years uh, to stay with uh, my mom and my stepdad who had uh, been renting a condo on the beach for a couple winters, uh, which was very nice. But recently, uh, we have been going to Fort Myers, Florida, where my sister and my, my brother-in-law, they stay for the winter months actually within a, a golf village, which I enjoy golfing with them. Um, it is just a, a great <clears throat> getaway for us uh, from our regular routine, and I'm sure you enjoy those vacations as well. But we go south, uh, of course, with the expectation uh, of spending time enjoying the beauty and the warmth of the sun, and a little bit of beach time never hurts. Sounds nice and peaceful, doesn't it? Well, unfortunately, we haven't always had the best weather when we've gone. There was one year when we were at Myrtle Beach where we were able to go for walks and runs uh, on the beach with our coats and our sweats, uh, but it was way too cold to take those relaxing strolls on the beach and being mesmerized by the breaking of the waves, if you know what I mean. We could hear the waves but the blustery wind overpowered that peaceful rhythm that you can enjoy. While we were walking one day on the beach in our coats, uh, we couldn't believe what we saw. This is what we saw. These folks were determined to spend some time on the beach for their vacation. <clears throat> and I thought we were crazy walking on the beach in our coats. Anyway, being Ohioans, we still enjoyed the sun and the high temperature of 55 degrees. That would be nice today, wouldn't it? Uh, since I preached on giving up expectations last week, the, the, the next time we go on vacation, we'll know to just to give up our expectations. That way we won't be disappointed. Uh, but regardless of the weather, we always have a great time enjoying uh, visiting time with family dining out at the local restaurants that you don't always have around here and, and enjoying the change of scenery. Sometimes our vacations aren't what we expect, but it's still vacation and there's nothing expected of us when we are away. But when we uh, are on va are vacationing, we try our best to unplug, to, to disconnect from the worries of the world. We intentionally don't watch or read any of the daily news, which is filled with all kinds of distrust, accusations, disrespect, conflicts, disputes, shootings, and pictures of war. Now, as much as I know it's, it's good to know what is going on in the world, it's nice to just set it aside for a few days. However, even though we can stop paying attention to the unrest in the world and feel a little of peace, even if it's just for a short time. The reality is that there will always be turmoil as long as people act 
as enemies, one against another. So how do we take steps to give up enemies? The word enemy, of course, it takes our minds to the extreme end of its meaning. And we immediately think of those who are actively hostile against us, who are seeking to harm us in in some kind of way. The thought of enemies induces fear, which puts us on the defense at the least and can even lead to the offense toward our enemies if we succumb to our fears. But Jesus, at the conclusion of Luke's version of the Beatitudes, he provides wisdom, if you will, for all those who would follow him. And it's tough wisdom saying, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. I'm afraid to say it, but I don't think we really take Jesus seriously. There's no reason that we shouldn't. He called us to follow him and he demonstrated with his own life that he was serious. Just recall Jesus hanging from the cross, pleading, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Even in the extreme case of an enemy's opposition, Jesus responded out of love toward them. So Jesus was serious about us giving up enemies. So first we must accept our calling to love our enemies. So when we accept Jesus' call, the Holy Spirit begins a work in us. It's not like it goes away all at once. But the Holy Spirit works to change our hearts and our lives accordingly. We have to cooperate with the Spirit. So with regards to our response towards enemies, let's explore a little more about how we think about enemies and who do we consider as an enemy. So I wanted to get a a broad understanding of who or what people think of as enemies. So like anyone else these days, I turned to Google. I looked up Google and I searched through social media and here's some of what I found. Enemies can simply mean anything that harms or weakens someone or something else. So that's pretty broad. It doesn't even have to be people. This can be viruses, bacteria, cancer, UV rays, eating disorders, drugs, alcohol. The list could go on. That's not what we normally think about when we use the term enemy. But there are people fighting against these foes on a regular basis. Researchers are looking for ways to block viruses and cancers. Uh, We have sunblock and sunglasses that we use to defend ourselves. We have programs for addressing addictions and other things that come at us. But these aren't actions we need to give up. But in a way, the actions we are taking are a means of giving up these enemies. Enemies also means one who engages in antagonistic activities against another. Now, based on what I see on social media, we are a world full of this kind of enemy. Just scrolling through my own, excuse me, my own social media feed, I found antagonistic posts in the form of written jabs, some sarcastic, 
and others not so much, that were shared among family and friends and colleagues. I read direct and indirect identification of entities as enemies, including but not limited to the government, the New York Times, CNN, Fox News, the Congress, President Biden, former President Trump, the liberals, the conservatives, the Democrats, the Republicans, and of course the media itself. So believe it or not, these enemies represented the vast majority of all that were displayed in my social media review. There were hundreds of responses I looked through, and the language used demonstrated the intent of an aggression opposition. Social media has provided people who, while normally would not engage in this kind of actual conversations, uh, but they do it now because it's socially acceptable through this outlet that has been given to them to behave this way. And it, it exposes a bit of humanity's true colors, doesn't it? Which separates us from our creator. We must stop being someone else's enemy. That's on us. Our actions matter. The way we engage with others personally and electronically communicates if we are following Jesus' example or if we're joining the ranks of an enemy to others. Here's something else I discovered about enemies. Fear causes us to see others as enemies even when we don't know them or have actual experience that warrants our fears. I think this could be categorized as false enemies. Our context, our surrounding cultures, including the influences within our own homes and our churches, teach us who our enemies are. Racism, xenophobia, that's the the fear of strangers or foreigners, homophobia and other phobia and isms are the biggest product of culturally induced enemies. God's love created beauty in our diversity, but unfamiliarity, inexperience, theologies, ideologies, mixed with feelings of uneasiness, it generates opposition. So instead of pushing through the uncomfortableness of the unknown to discover the beauty, we'd let our minds wander and to wander into dark places and end up believing that those who are not like us are devising schemes against us. This is even infiltrated into the church. Unfortunately, denominationalism in and of itself within the Christian church is a product of false enemies. We are all brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, who is the head of the one church. We also make false enemies of other religions. There are extremists in every religion, which often generates fear that isn't warranted for the whole of the people represented. People of other religions are not an enemy. They are actually our mission field. We must quit creating false enemies. What can we do to break through the uncomfortable feelings to form relationships with others who may not be like us, look like us, act like us, believe like us, that gives us an opportunity to share the love of Jesus? Now, we have created a lot of different enemies based on what, even what we've just talked about. And I'm sure there are many other 
uh, ways that we do. So think about the time and the effort that we give to address and to avoid all of these enemies. We knowingly or not, we work constantly to maintain a, a sense of peace in our lives by managing our enemies. The problem is the peace that we are often seeking is just a ceasefire with them. And we're not pursuing true peace that comes from God. Jesus' concern for the world and its misunderstanding of peace that we have is evident when Luke wrote this as he was coming, as Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. It says, as Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming. In this context, the Pharisees, who represented the people of God, were so concerned about keeping peace with their enemy, the Roman Empire, that they saw Jesus only as a disturbance, rather than the one who brings peace. Their influence convinced so many that Jesus was their enemy too. Jesus entering Jerusalem was crying out, for all to see him as the one that his cousin John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, praised God about when he encountered uh, the Lord this way, proclaiming, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has redeemed his people. He raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, salvation from our enemies, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies. And to enable us to serve without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. So friends, let's join Zechariah with praising God for sending Jesus into the heart of the battleground that we are in every day. To save us not only from our enemies, but also from ourselves. It's Jesus who offers true peace. Now, maybe you've read Paul and Paul described this this pathway of peace like this to the Philippian church. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Listen to this part. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, it is in our welcoming of the one who brings peace and reconciliation with God into our lives that we can begin to see everyone through the eyes of Jesus. It is Jesus through the Holy Spirit, who gives us the capacity to, to love others, including our enemies. So we can love them like him to extend our forgiveness and not aggression. If we're going to give up our enemies, we must find our peace first and foremost in Christ. Friends, Jesus frees us from our enemies through him. 
we can serve him without fear as we walk with him and cooperate with the Holy Spirit to transform our hearts and minds to align our will with God's will. But if we aren't careful, we will continue to give enemies our attention, our energy. When we do, we become consumed by them and we lose sight of God's will and ways. So are we being drawn into the battle right now? Has the Holy Spirit nudged us today to give up our enemies? We must give them up. So let's give up enemies by first accepting the call of Jesus to love our enemies. Stop being enemies to others in the various ways that we do. Quit creating false enemies and find our peace, our true peace in Christ. So let's leave today with purpose and intention to be opposite, to be the opposite of an enemy. Let's be friends and an ally, a helper, and a peacemaker to all those that we meet in person and online. Amen. Please rise as we sing together. He leadeth me, O blessed thought.
The Lord leads us. We just sang about it and we know that it is through the Holy Spirit that is within us that leads us in this battle that we're in every day. We can love our enemies because we have at first experienced the love of Christ so that we can love others. Go in peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Please remain until the choir uh, exits through before you come in. Thank you. Thank you.